Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm solid to the crack. Never change me and my son of rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid. Could touch the blue part of the flame. The blue part of the flame. And nothing I just want to roll with those. Welcome to Sportfire. The Sports Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Weiner, and if I don't wildly revise my NFL predictions after every quarter of hard-hitting preseason action, they're going to take away my license. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, speaking at a closed-door players-only meeting, speaking at a closed-door players-only meeting, and on Love Connection, the currently dead silent app that alerts you whenever Jordan Love completes a preseason pass. Big show today. I spoke with Yankees legend CeCe Sabathia on behalf of Pepsi, but first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. The Jacksonville Jaguars have released tight end Tim Tebow after he struggled to block opposing rushers in the Jags' preseason opener. After the release, a humble Tebow revealed the silver lining that he'd be able to focus more on his goalie job with the Montreal Canadiens. It's no surprise Tebow had lost a little bit of his magic this summer, though, considering how much of his blood was used to make the Pfizer vaccine. Despite the tough news, Tebow's coach Urban Meyer promised the ex-Gator star will land on his feet because he has the innate balance of a house cat. The Clippers traded Patrick Beverly to Memphis as part of a package for Eric Bledsoe. Beverly was then immediately traded to Minnesota two days later, which seems safer because combining Beverly with the phrase grit and grind would have created enough energy to destabilize the region's nuclear plants. Bears fans are over the moon with Justin Fields' preseason debut. The rookie went 14 for 20 with no interceptions, then further endeared himself to the city by taking in a Cubs game in the Wrigley Bleachers, then spending three hours online arguing about Mitchell Trubisky. Meanwhile, things are starting to look rough for the Broncos, who passed on fields in favor of drafting poorly. Jets rookie quarterback Zach Wilson reportedly impressed his teammates with, quote, Aaron Rodgers throws. Then he closed YouTube and said, okay, now we try that. Quarterback Nathan Peterman threw 39 passes and led four scoring drives in an impressive preseason debut for the Raiders. Man, John Gruden has done it again, briefly, in the preseason. Rehabbing Peterman was a pet project for Gruden, and we're glad it's going well, considering his other pet project is on Mark Davis's head. 
The Detroit Lions release Don Molbach, their two-time Pro Bowl long snapper, after a 17-year career. And another icon whose brilliance was wasted in Detroit. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Don Molbach. Nobody snapped like Molbach in his prime. He had the widest array of moves you'll ever see. Snapping backwards, snapping backwards, but a little to the side. Unnecessary jukes. And we only got 17 brief years of long snapping out of him before the Lions organization drove the joy out of his eyes. A damn shame. We'll miss you, Don Molbach. Hope you get some quality long snapping time in with your family. A rare Honus Wagner baseball card sold for $6.6 million this week. In related news, I'd also be happy to sell you old paper. The Alabama Crimson Tide ranked number one in the AP Top 25 preseason college football poll, which definitely feels weird. After you get so used to certain teams dominating for so many years and then Alabama crashes the party? <laughs> I don't know. The, the vibe is so strange. Ala Alabama? Am I even saying that right? I hope they're able to translate this hype into the regular season for the first time. Congrats to Alabama. Hope I got that right. Giants co-owner John Mara says the NFL is focused on eliminating taunting because, quote, we're sick and tired of the talking. I'd say old man yells at cloud, but Mara wants that to be a 15-yard penalty. Man, sorry the world-class athletes engaged in an intense competition were a little too loud for you. We can make the booth soundproof if you want to drown out all the giant fan middle fingers thunking on the glass. Will that help? Venus Williams has been given a wild card by the U.S. Open, though I'm not sure how well she matches up with the Yankees or Red Sox. And NBA veteran J.R. Smith has enrolled at North Carolina A&T and plans to play varsity golf. Even with limited training, I expect him to always hit the green. This episode of Sportfire is brought to you by Manscaped. Get ready for the weird sound effects. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? You all have pube problems. Well, hold on, I'm doing the ad. If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. I can't believe that alien tried to accuse me of having pube problems. It's fine when I say it, but when they say it, it's like, come on, dude. Are you ready for an out of this world experience, though, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped, where you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. This fourth generation trimmer has a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. You'll also find a 7000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch which can engage a travel lock and it's even waterproof, as well as a 4000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when you need it for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. If this interests you, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Coming up next, on behalf of Pepsi Zero Sugar, I talk to Yankees legend and future Hall of Famer CeCe Sabathia, and I am still buzzing. We got serious, we got sentimental, we had a great time. Hope you enjoy. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks so much for joining, CC. I, I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a complete honor getting a chance to talk to you. 
Before we go on, uh, first of all, tell me a little bit more about your partnership with Pepsi Zero Sugar and the work you're doing in the Bronx. Yeah, so having a chance to team up with Pepsi Zero Sugar um, in their What's Your Walk Up uh, Up campaign um, is cool. You know, having a chance to connect connect with the students from NYC Upbeat, um, you know, surprise them and, and, uh, you know, help them with their their performance uh, at Yankee Stadium. So, you know, music is a, is a huge part of my life. My walk-up song now is basically how I'm identified in, when I walk into any room. So uh, it's pretty cool to be able to, to, to partner with Pepsi Zero Sugar on, on this campaign. That was going to be my first question, because as a Yankee fan, obviously I know you for having Big Papa. How did you settle on that? And, and did that predate, like, did you have that before you were a Yankee? No, I didn't. Um, and, and I wanted, like, I knew I wanted, like, a cool song, a New York song, right? Coming into the Bronx and coming to New York. And um, I knew Mo had his song. Andy had his song. Derek switched his song up all the time. You know, we help, we all helped him with his songs all the time. So um, for me, I wanted something iconic, like something that, you know, represented me. And I was searching that whole first year, that first half. And me and my wife went on a, on a trip during the All-Star break. And Big Papa just kept coming on, kept playing, kept playing. And I was like, that's my song. So we settled on that. I played it the first, my first start of the second half, had a great start. And I just kind of rolled with it after that. It's funny, you say, you, know, you mentioned Derek switching his all the time. And we all remember A-Rod switching his up. But he, he had, this is why I'm hot at some point back in the day. <laughs> really? Like that was a real trigger <laughs> moment for us. Like. What's the best walk-up song you ever heard somebody else have where you were just like so jealous that somebody else grabbed that? Uh, you know, Derek had when, uh, when uh, Cash Money was big, he had to go DJ, that's my DJ. That was pretty dope. And uh, when G-Unit was big, he played I Get Money in old Yankee Stadium when they had the big speaker tower in center field. When they used to play that thing and it got loud in there, it was pretty crazy. So just me remembering his two, um, those two walk-up songs um, are pretty iconic for me. Yeah, us too. Trust us. Um, <laughs> so you're, you know, you're doing all this work in the Bronx now. You're an essential part of the Bronx as far as I'm concerned. But it took all the way until 2009 for you to get here. Like you feel like a Yankee, you know, at this point it feels like you were a Yankee forever. But, it, you know, it took until that free agency cycle what was the finishing touch that really made you choose to join the Yankees that summer? Like what, what pushed them over the finish line? I think just, you know, having a sense of community and having a sense of a, a chance to, you know, really sink my feet in, you know, having a, having a chance to get drafted by the Indians and then, you know, living in Westlake, Ohio and having all these different things that we were involved in. We wanted like a sense of community. We didn't know in New York that we can come here and live here and, and, you know, dig our roots into the Bronx and, you know, you know, have different things that, that we can, you know, do as a family, you know, whether that was, um, you know, the philanthropy wise or just, you know, going out and, and spending time as a family. So once we figured out that this is a place that our family can grow and, and you know, live and flourish, it was it was an easy decision because, you know, having a chance to win every year as a player is all you want. And, you know, how, how could you not come to the Bronx um, with their resume of, of, of you know, putting a good team out there. I mean, look at this year, you know, we're struggling this year and, you know, we go out and train for Rizzo and Gallo. So as a player, that's all you want is being, be put in positions to have a chance to win the World Series. 
Yeah, and you mentioned this year's team. It's kind of a weird mix. I mean, they, they've underperformed. They've lost some games they shouldn't have lost, but then they always seem to bounce back, steal those next couple. Like, how has it been watching this sort of roller coaster from a distance? And, and if you had the chance to get in that locker room and give that players-only speech, what would you say to these guys to sort of keep them focused down the stretch? Man, you know what, what's crazy is that these guys, and I said this earlier, these this, this group of guys – they don't need a players only meeting. They don't need like a, you know, a big brother or somebody in there telling them, you know, to stay focused. They know what they need to do. They know, you know, when they put on those spin strikes, what the expectation is. This group is so resilient. You know, this is the same core that was down 0-2 in, in Cleveland in the wild card. This is the same core that was down 0-2 in, in, in the, with the Astros in the ALCS. So this is the same core of guys that, the whole team went down in 2018, and it was the next man up, the G.R. Scheller, the Mike Tocklin. So, you know, this team is super resilient. I just worry about them, you know, sustaining this level of play because now, from now until the end of October, until the World Series, they're playing playoff games every night. You know, they got a big series today against Boston, and they need to win both games. So, it, it, you know, having that much intensity, you know, for three months is tough. For three weeks is tough. For three months, you know, we'll – We'll have to see how it goes, but I'm just worried about them, you know, getting up every single day for that. That's, that's, that's going to be tough. Yeah. I can't imagine what that's like. It's tough enough for us as fans. And obviously all I can do is sit in front of the TV. So uh, <laughs> good luck to those guys. Cause yeah, that that's rough. Um, now, you know, you left the game after 2019, uh, although you're still around, obviously we, we hear from you a lot, but you're doing the whole cycle all over again. Your son's been on the draft circuit He's working with Andrew Jones's son, and, and they've cropped up on the same team a few times. How has that been following from that angle? And, and have you watched a game with Andrew yet? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we've um, we've been having a lot of fun this summer, you know, having a chance to travel with Karsten. Um, you know, now he's down to picking a school and, you know, going through that process of, you know, uh, you know, watching him go through the, through the college process. But it, it's, it's, uh, it's surreal to watch him now. Um, turn into the player that he's turned into because now we're at events and the same scouts that scouted me 30 years ago are now scouting him. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy that scouted and signed me was writing notes on my son. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, so it's, it's surreal to be able to, to watch him go on his own journey. Um, and as far as him and Andrew, they grew, they kind of grew up together. You know, Andrew played here in, in New York for two years and little C and Drew got close, really close during that time. And they've been friends ever since. They're basically best friends. And, you know, having a chance for them to play the last two summers they played together um, and having a chance to watch them is a lot of fun. I mean, you know, Andrew's Andrew Jones. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's the kid is, is an animal. And he has been ever since, you know, he was seven or eight years old. And, you know, having a chance to watch him develop and, and uh, you know, turn into the players that they turned into has been great. And, yeah, me and Andrew watch games all together uh, basically every weekend. Uh, double teaming the umpires going back and forth and he walks to center field or right field and I walk and we come back and yell at the umpires so uh, yeah we have a lot of fun as a family good yeah I'm glad you got your bases covered on a argument <laughs> um, one more thing on on a somber note we we lost Mudcat Grant back in June uh, which sort of refocused me at least and everybody properly on celebrating the Black Aces um, can you talk a little bit about what it means to be one of the Black Aces and to end your career with that amazing legacy yeah, I mean, it's, it's an incredible feeling. Um, it, it's uh, incredibly sad, though, to, um, you know, not really have people understand what the Black Aces is. 
and not know what the Black Aces is and, and to see these guys pass away. I mean, we lost Bob Gibson last year. You know, we lost J.R. Richard, you know, a couple, 10 days ago. You know, Mudcat um, is somebody who was, you know, super special to me and, and influential in my career throughout it. You know, throughout the 19 years I played in the big leagues, he was someone who uh, would call to check up on me, um, you know, make sure I was doing the right things, make sure I was on the right track. And it was super important for him to him for me to be a black ace. I don't know what it was about me that he wanted me to be a part of this fraternity. But even after I won the Cy Young in 2007, he was he was there to present me to Cy Young on the field. And he hands me the trophy and says, you still ain't there yet. And I was like, what do you mean I'm not there? He was like, you still haven't won 20 games. You still can't be a part of this club. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it was special to have him in my corner um, and put that battery in my back to go out and win 20 games and be a part of this special legacy. I mean, when I was playing, I didn't understand how special it was. But now that I sit here removed from the game, you know, having a chance to, to say I'm a black ace and say I won 20 games in the big leagues and be one of the 15 guys in, in, to ever do that, uh, it's an amazing feeling. And, and I have to thank Mudcat, you know, for, for putting that battery in my back at 18 years old um, to make sure that I, that I became what he wanted me to. That's so amazing. Thank you, CeCe. I'll end this by saying you threw the best individual start I've ever seen in person. It's like summer 2011 against the Mariners. Nearly a perfect game. You struck out 14. And the best part about having you in pinstripes was that any given random summer night, you knew you could see something like that. So thank you for being a stabilizing and powerful force whenever we needed you. And it's been a total honor talking to you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. CC Zabathia, truly an honor and a privilege to speak with him, who I could have easily talked to for another 30 to 40 minutes and let him carry the chat. Fun fact, my Zoom background was accidentally the Dallas Cowboys Stadium because of a work event last week, and CC definitely thought I was one of those awesome Yankees, Cowboys, Lakers fans we all hear so much about. Very fun for me. And now, my final flame. All preseason long, there's been far too much complaining from the media glitterati about Tim Tebow taking a roster spot from a more deserving rookie with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, I hope the media has wiped all that glitter off their glittering bodies because they were given quite the wake-up call this week when Tebow was released, leaving all their precious takes about his farcical presence in the waste bin. Directly to the waste bin! For my money, though, these intrepid reporters, I'm doing air quotes, haven't suffered enough. I'm doing air quotes again because I had fun the first time and also my knuckles are arthritic. Who gets a roster spot in Tebow's stead, mind you? A third-string tight end from Bemidji State? A backup to the backup's backup quarterback on his eighth team in four seasons? Four of them in Canada? Four of them in Southern Canada? Why not hit these media high horses where it really hurts and give Tim Tebow's roster spot to a youth pastor? What will the youth pastor be able to do with that roster spot? That's anyone's guess. To be perfectly fair, what did Tebow do with it? that a master motivator with no remaining football skills could not. You may be asking, hey Gareth, not my name, I'm in the witness protection program, wouldn't the pastor get overwhelmingly hot in the Jacksonville heat in full pads? According to my revenge fantasy, he wouldn't. But in reality, sure, I'm seeing the possibility that could happen. But my point stands. 
don't force the passer to work his way through drills, and whatever you do, don't ask him to protect the quarterback with anything beyond the power of positive thinking. Based on what I've seen from the innovative Houston Texans, though, the NFL's way of the future involves an embedded evangelist in every locker room, and eventually at the core of the personnel department. Jacksonville had one and let him go. And the Jaguars won't jag. Sorry, the, the Zigwars won't zag. Zigwars, I, I, I'm, I'm lost. My knuckles are still stuck in midair from the air quotes. Someone text my wife. She's in my phone under 911 Domino's Pizza. No, I don't know why. I can't fix it. I tried to group a bunch of important things together to underscore the importance of the number, but I should have just said wife or name. Also, text, don't call. She's running a marathon. My thanks to CC Zavadia on behalf of Pepsi Zero Sugar. See you next Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.